the blast from our past network. Hot ride? Hot ride! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! Nothing for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld. Back to back to back to back to back to back. Because we love Seinfeld, baby. We've been doing it for more than eight seasons now. I'm Adam. <laughs> I'm Corey. Hoochie mama. Hoochie mama. <laughs> Woo, that's right. We are talking season nine, episode three, The Serenity now and for those of y'all listening to our patreon feed awesome for those of y'all listening on to the free feed thank you so much for checking out cartwright at seinfeld podcast if you want some more cartwright in your life go check out our patreon patreon.com slash cartwright and you can get all the episodes of seinfeld all of me and Corey talking about this amazing show and i know you want to do it for how much Corey? it's so fucking cheap just one dollar, and you get to listen to our awesome discussion and review of last episode, The Voice. We had so much fun with that episode, and I hope everyone out there gets a chance to listen to it. Yep, yes we do. All right, today though, we are talking Season 9, Episode 3, The Serenity Now. First aired October 9th, 1997. Corey, my man, could you please give us that synopsis? I can remember when this came out, dude. October 9th, I was in community college, so I was actually still living at home, and I was still watching this on Thursdays, which I'm glad. If I went to college, I probably would not have had a chance to to see this season, you know, so... Community College worked out well for me. <laughs> okay. Uh, Serenity Now. The Serenity Now, I should say. George competes with Lloyd Braun at selling computers in the Costanza's garage. Frank shouts serenity now to keep calm. Jerry gets in touch with his emotions. Mr. Lippman's son kisses Elaine at his bar mitzvah. Kramer sets up Frank's old screen door and spends time relaxing outside his apartment. I'm going to push back and they should have said and spends time relaxing in any town USA. <laughs> Damn straight. Any town USA. All right. Let's talk our scene by scene. Breakdown. George starts off driving his parents. Hell yes. I get some Frank. I get some Estelle. I'm a happy man. And you get some serenity now. <laughs> I get some serenity now. Frank, exactly. Frank's complaining about no leg room in the back. And he eventually says the line that I feel has not like, you know, surpassed Seinfeld. But this is a line that I feel is just one of those that has entered the zeitgeist that we like to say absolutely i think you could say or like you know do serenity now in front of anybody who was a non-seinfeld watcher and they would totally get what you're talking about and probably know that it's from seinfeld yeah absolutely now let me ask you this um th this is so far three opens that aren't very cold like they are mm -hmm. attached to the the actual um episodes and you've also been rating our ep these episodes fairly high so i'm thinking that a, we're hoping we're hoping that the cold opens, the straight 
cold yeah. opens are gone, you know, because like we said, I liked them at first last season, but after a while, I think you were correct. It, it, with such a packed episode, it's nice to actually have something relating to the episode. And I think uh, I'm with you, man. I think it actually is making so far all of these episodes pound for pound just feel better, you know? Oh, man. Uh, I see these like non-cold opens, like these warm opens. And I'm loving every minute of it. <laughs> now, an example of a great cold open is all the Brooklyn Nine-Nine cold opens. I love Oh, them. those are amazing. Like, this thing, it's funny because I, I, you know, being a story you, guy. You don't those, hate cold no. opens, right, if they're done well. Yes, they are done so well. So yeah. well on that show. Yeah, like, Brooklyn right. Nine-Nine. That, that is a fantastic way to put it. I didn't think about that. But, yeah, that show does them so right. All right. Anyway, all right, let's talk Seinfeld, though. We're not talking Brooklyn. <laughs> All right. Not yet, at least. <laughs> Not yet. All right. Uh, Monks. We are at Monks and Jerry with his latest woman of the week. It's Patty, played by Lori Laughlin. Oh, man. Oh, man. Not going to lie to you, bro. I have always had a mega crush on Lori Laughlin. Uh, I think always think she's a beautiful woman. Uh, but um, early on in season one of Podcasting After Dark, we reviewed a movie that she did back in 1985 called The New Kids. It was directed by Sean S. Cunningham of Friday the 13th fame. And it's kind of like when in uh, David Spader is a villain in it. And it's about uh, Lori Laughlin and her brother move to like this small like Alabama town or something. They kind of get like, you know, uh, you know, terrorized and they have to sort of fight back, yada, yada, yada. People die. It turns kind of violent and everything, but it's an interesting movie. And she's in it. Um, she's pretty young in it back in 85. But man, I, I do love me some Lori Laughlin so fucking much. <laughs> you know, uh, fucking federal crimes and all, you know? Yeah. No, she is a stunning woman. Absolutely stunning. We, we all know her as Aunt Becky from Full House. And yes, and from buying her kids into college. <laughs> into USC. Um, but yeah, I absolutely had a crush on her in the nineties, man. It was impossible not to, because she is just an absolutely gorgeous woman. All right. But her character, Patty, um, did it wait, in the uh, synopsis, you never said Lori Laughlin guest stars. Did you? I know they didn't No, They didn't have, which it in is there, funny so. because I mean, fam, full house was full house big, right? had run yeah. its course. I mean, definitely by now, but I guess, Guess it wasn't that. You no, know, granted, you cannot call out fucking what was that name guy's name? Tom Gump. <laughs> Tom Gump. <laughs> what, the, what was his name? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh fuck you! Now you fuck. Now you made me forget his fucking name because you fucking said Tom Gump. Uh, Seinfeld fucking... is as Seinfeld does, sir. Uh, whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> WKRP up. is whatever WKRP does, sir. Fucking Gordon Jump. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. I was so close, Tom Go. But, like, that guy isn't half the celebrity as Lori Laughlin. I completely fucking agree with you, bro. I think they should have called her out because this is a pretty big guest star for for them as far as girlfriends go. Because, yeah, Full House was fucking huge, man. And it was, like, sort of closer in time than WKRP in Cincinnati was. And she, she, I mean, she already had, like, exactly. That that whole show had already run its course, and it was a big, big show. Yeah, and she'd already had, like, a movie career, too. Like, at this point, I mean, again, we can't stress this enough. Lloyd Laughlin, freaking gorgeous. She already had a movie and TV career at this point. Yeah. So, all right, anyway, enough. Enough Lori Laughlin talk. <laughs> no, dude, I could do Lori Laughlin. I could. Yes, I could. Yes, I could. But I could talk Lori Laughlin all day long. All right. Well, her character Patty, she wants to go to some restaurant with Jerry over a Knicks game. So, uh, you know, 
there, he Jerry wanted to go to the Knicks game, of course, and this ends up going into a conversation where she realizes she's never seen Jerry mad. And honestly, she is probably really talking as the audience more than anything else because none yeah. of us have seen Jerry all that mad. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and it's going to be perfectly portrayed by George, what he mentions in a bit. But, um, but yeah, she kind of wants to see Jerry a little mad. All right. Okay. At the apartment, Jerry tells George about it while they're eating cereal. Call out. I, I, I've hung out with you multiple times. I'll never eat cereal with you. Like, I, I've eaten pizza <laughs> with you. I've eaten, like, burgers with you. Not once in our friendship do I ever feel the need to eat cereal with you. Last night I had a bowl of cereal like at 10 o'clock at night because I was high as fuck. But uh, I did have a thought. I was like, I'm so fucking Jerry Seinfeld yes. right now. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Anyway. Except I was drinking fucking almond milk instead of, you know, <laughs> one or two percent because I'm old and I can't fucking handle lactose. You're such a fucking like Oregon hippie. Holy shit. Like a California <laughs> yeah, Oregon yeah, hippie, man. You have uh, lost you have lost any of like that grit that you had from like when you lived in Maryland and Baltimore area. <laughs> uh, anyway all right uh george ends up agreeing that uh jerry doesn't really yell much as more so he just raises his voice to a comedic pitch and this yeah. is something you have called out numerous times on this show yeah and then when kramer walks in and starts like what you doing some like getting something or whatever jerry kind of oh, i'm secretary and i love how he laughs and even the crowd got into that and everything by the way i gotta say the crowd was very lively this entire episode. Oh, okay, I, I it didn't um, not it wasn't something I registered, but obviously yeah. you picked up on. But yes, exactly. Kramer's like, "What is that a bit? <laughs> yeah, what is that a bit?" <laughs> so uh, Kramer uh, agrees to help George fix his parents' screen door because whatever. That's just something that's happening right now. Um, and, and I love how he's like, "Oh, the queen, uh, Queens." He's like, "Oh, I like going out to the country." Yeah, exactly. Which Queens is fucking. New York. <laughs> yeah, it's still New York. <laughs> so, all right. Elaine comes in. Uh, she wants Jerry to go to, or, uh, yeah, she wants Jerry to go with her to Lippman's son's bar mitzvah, um, which, you know, you can't do, but whatever. That's what she's, that's what, that's basically she's just mentioning about what her storyline is going to be this, this episode. So, and he, Jerry mentioned something like, well, if you don't bring someone with you, they don't have to pay for the catering. So then you can get a worse toy gift, or yeah. gift so i didn't understand that that logic so if you don't go so i guess you're saving them oh, okay so they're, you're saving them money yeah. therefore you can save money is that what he's no. trying to say yeah exactly i mean it's a it's a balancing act of if you and multiple people you're going to take multiple people that means you better give this, a good this present is a jewish mindset which neither of us really fully can we can't make all that many jokes about because neither of us are jewish we're not jewish yeah yeah exactly but because if you're a whole family, you're going to raise the cost of all of the catering. And so, you know. It's expected that you would have a you better have to gift. even gift to for okay. all that okay. shit. But if okay. you're only a single person, you're not going to eat that much. You can buy a cheap gift, which her gift like, is boggle. Like boggle. <laughs> like boggle. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, we see cut to Frank and Estelle, who uh, let Kramer rip the screen door off of... <laughs> Kind of comically, which would ruin the screen, and it did ruin the screen door. I could tell it yeah. bent it out of shape. Yeah, you could, yeah, you could totally tell. And then they had to reuse the same screen door. Yeah, I, I know. I, I I noticed the exact same thing you did, where it's like, and it's funny because Frank's like, you know, treat her well, and Kramer's like, I will, and then immediately rips her off mm -hmm. the, the the hinges. Yep. 
we learn that Frank is selling computers now. And, and, and the reason he's selling computers is because two months ago, he saw a provocative movie on cable TV. It was called The Net with the girl from the bus. <laughs> exactly. the, the bus, of course, is Speed. Speed. Uh, he's talking about Sandra Bullock. Have you... We've all seen Speed. Great fucking movie. Yeah. Have you ever seen The Net? I did, but it was probably way back in the 90s, maybe... And, and maybe only once, right? And only once. And I <laughs> yeah, never, yeah. Re- never revisited it. Same, same, dude. I Although I would be curious now to see what they kind of like suspected would be coming to see yeah. how accurate it may have been, you know? Yeah, yeah that would be curious. Uh, but uh, Frank has a secret weapon, and his secret weapon is his son, George. He wants George, who we know is out of work right now, to help him sell these computers. At Monk's, Jerry tries to fake being mad. That's something he does for multiple scenes where he's trying to, like, prove to Patty that, hey, look how mad I am being. But she's not buying it, of course, because he's obviously bad yeah, acting. Cause, yeah, because he's like, you know, he wants 2% milk. And she's like, I think they have 1% over there. He's like, they can kiss 1% of my ass. And, you know, she's like, that's not real, you know. And I think he kind of. But then she kind of does yes. push his buttons she a pushes, little yep, bit. Until he and, eventually raises his voice in the right way. And yeah. she's like. That's kind of hot. <laughs> and she goes, he goes, it felt good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Hey, everybody. It's your two favorite podcast hosts, Adam and Corey from Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. And we have something very exciting to tell you about. That's right. We have decided to take on not just Seinfeld, but also Curb Your Enthusiasm, exclusive to our Patreon feed. So that means every single month, we go episode by episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And the fun thing is, I've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm before, so I am super excited to go down this road with you, Adam. But even better, when you join at the Curb Your Enthusiasm tier, you also unlock the complete back catalog of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, totally ad-free. So you get Seinfeld, you get Curb, and you get Adam and Corey. What else could you want? I don't know, maybe to dip my bald head in oil and rub it all over your body? Uh, I'm sorry, Corey, that's another tier. We're not ready for that yet. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. All right, well, now back to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. All right, we cut to the bar mitzvah, and uh, this kid, Adam, what a great name. Fantastic fucking name. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This kid has huge balls. Like all Adams. I think I think Adams are born with bigger <laughs> balls than everyone else. This kid just grabs Elaine and kisses her hard. I'm a man. And he's he's a fucking man. Yeah, dude. I fucking love Adam, man. I love his energy. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you fucking. I mean, at this point, it's like, yeah, you, you get it, boy. You go and get it. <laughs> so I want to call out. Um exactly what my my wife's comment was when we watched this episode together because most of these episodes we actually watched together okay um, i'm i'm always watching them by myself yeah because <laughs> all by myself <laughs> because myra doesn't like seinfeld <laughs> but my wife loves it uh anyway and her like this is word for word her line how appropriate his first act as a man is to sexually assault a woman have have that one castrated is what she said. <laughs> wow. I mean, she's not wrong though. I she's... do. I mean, 
immediately sexual assault is the joke here because yeah, this kid because Lippman does it too later as yes, well. It's, it's as as a man, he feels the right to just kiss whoever he wants because he's attracted to her. And that is not a very woke 2022 yeah, 2022 lenses. This doesn't look uh, very great and uh, makes yeah. you makes you realize all the bullshit women have had to put up with and are still putting up with, uh, you know, in this in this great nation of ours. But, you know, we do get to see some reoccurring characters. We we have Mr. Lippman is back. Our, the yeah. proper Mr. Lippman. Oh, remember, remember season one or two with mm-hmm. wrong Mr. Lippman? That's uh, only like one dark, episode. Those were dark days. Um, but we, we also <laughs> got the uh, we also got the uh, the rabbi that we've seen before, who we yeah. called out was also in uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Four, yeah. uh, which is a great movie. He, had, he has a great death in that movie. Oh, Jason. Friday the Thirteenth Part Four is not a great movie. It's a movie. <laughs> It's a movie. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll give you that. But he does have a great death where Jason kind of turns his head all the way around, which is uh, fucking okay. cool. But yeah, it's but it's all. But I do like seeing, and he he's going to have more later. Obviously, and Lippman will have more later. But I do like the fact that these characters with the same actors and everything come back, you know, seasons yes. later and keep coming back. Yes. Um. And actually, that kid Adam uh, is played by Ross Malinger or Malinger. Um, he was the cute, he was Tom Hanks' son in the movie Sleepless in Sleep- Seattle. Yep, Sleepless uh, in Seattle. He also did a voice on the show Recess, if anybody watched the show Recess. Yep. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, he's, he's been, he, I think he's been pretty much working the entire time. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. All right, uh, Elaine tells Jerry about this whole fucking situation, and she mentions that I think he's been telling people about it. I got six more invitations to bot mitzvahs, which is fucking hilarious. Cause and I love how yeah. she... And I love how, like, they get to the, the thing where, like, he used tongue, you know? And I love mm-hmm. how Cherry goes, this kid's not just a man. He's a man's man. <laughs> yeah. Which, Elaine is an attractive woman. Sure. Um, but, yeah, the, the guy, he's, the kid's taking charge, which, at that time, hey, we've already said it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sexual assault. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, I know. But it's But funny. back then, a man's man, you it's know, funny. that's a man's man. <laughs> it's funny, it okay? Is, it is, it is. It's funny. I think it is. Yep. Um, Jerry ends up getting a call, uh, and he, uh, again, throws his anger around. He's just continuing this, like, fake anger, real anger. No, right now, actually, it's real anger. Yeah, because he's, he's actually getting, tapping he's into, into it. Because yeah. yep. I think at this point, he's already uncorked, you know, yes. the genie, essentially. Yep, exactly. All right. Uh, Kramer, in one of my most favorite, and I'm not going to lie, this is one of my most favorite Kramer things. In all of Kramer, in all of Seinfeld, any town USA is like top tier. It's, it is like probably my top three, top five favorite Kramer things. And he installs the screen door to his apartment and he talks about the cool evening breezes of any town USA. And I fucking love that. Bro, I'm 100% right there with you. And I'm not going to lie to you. As someone who's lived in apartment complexes, I have wished that I could just leave the door open. I don't think a screen door inside an apartment complex uh-huh. is a bad idea, to be honest with you. Especially if like you know your neighbors and are cool with it. I kind of actually like this idea if I were living in an apartment. But it is a ridiculous thing because screen yeah, doors are meant to ridiculous. keep yeah. bugs out and have yeah. a breeze in. It's an apartment complex. You're not going to get a breeze. You could just leave your door open. You don't need the screen. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I agree. But yeah, I do love where this goes, my friend. Yes. And All I, right. too, want to live in any town, USA. <laughs> All right. Uh, George goes to his parents' place to work because he's helping with the uh, uh, computer sales. 
we see Lloyd Braun is yep, also played. selling computers. Go ahead. Played by, played by the proper Lloyd Braun, Matt McCoy. And again, yes. I always say it, if uh, if you want to see him getting eaten in half, go watch Deep Star 6, which we reviewed on Podcasting After Dark. Also, a movie by Sean S. Cunningham. Oh, wow. That's actually, I didn't even think about that. So, yeah, he directed Lori Laughlin and he directed Matt oh, McCoy. Oh, okay. Thank you for the time because I yes. forgot. You, yes. you mentioned these weird people and I don't fucking know them. But thank you. You remember, like these show, these movies you guys talk about are fucking insane. Yeah, well, I, I Zach is the real fucking idiot savant when it comes to like, uh, oh, that person, that person was in this this movie. That movie was directed yeah. by this person and like all like back in like 1981 and shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> so do not play him in uh, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. No, God, no, no. Zach would destroy us all. See, yeah, that, that was actually, that was a podcast my brother wanted to try and do. Um, John wanted to do a Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon or six degrees of separation uh yeah. uh show for the beef up network but there was this other show um hollywood cast connection that came out uh. right at the same time that john was about to like literally john was doing test episodes and then that one dropped and we were like fuck like Damn. because that's a game that john and i would do all the time yeah. like yeah. literally i would text john and be like hey um Lori Laughlin to Walter Matthau. And yeah. then it, they would how have fast to like, can you get how many, exactly. how quickly can you get there? Yeah. But like, so they did, they did that show. And so he canceled it, but now that show is done. Maybe, bring it back. Bring it back. Maybe bring it back. But now, well, John's got his comic show. So fuck yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah right. When, when's that dropping by the way? Uh, by probably by the time this show is out by now, I'm pretty oh. sure it's going to be by, um, June. I think it's June where it's going to come okay. out. All right, let's plug it now. So check out uh, John's new comic book podcast called, I believe, Comics Underground. I did a, uh, I did an episode on there talking about the authority and uh, my love for that series. So uh, yeah, go check that out. Uh, Comics Underground podcast on the BFOP network. Yeah, um, he's recorded with you and Dean yep. and Tess yep. and a yep. whole bunch of other people. Yep. I'm his brother and he hasn't oh. fucking recorded with me yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. what you're saying is you're totally like, well, fuck me, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> fuck me, fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> is what I say. Yeah, good one. <laughs> All right, let's get back to Seinfeld. Yeah, Lloyd Braun. Lloyd Braun is actually killing it right now. He oh, is yeah. making all these sales. He's doing a great job, which, of course, pisses off George. Let's just hope that his uh, phone is plugged in, you know? <laughs> that is an awesome twist that you just fucking ruined for everybody. Now, granted, <laughs> yeah. they probably Yeah, because people who are listening to this show have never shut seen up. Seinfeld. You <laughs> shut up. That was an awesome twist, okay? So fuck oh, no, you. I agree with you. That is a fantastic twist when it comes, yeah. Yes, all right. Elaine uh, talks to Adam. Um, you know, she's trying to explain, like, hey, you know, I'm into adults and all this <laughs> other kind of stuff and whatnot, whatever. Uh, he refuses to apologize because he's a man. He feels... At 13, you're a man, which is not the case. We know maturity-wise, the brain is not ready at 13. No. God, no. Um, but he asks her out for Friday for a Friday night date because, yeah, he's a fucking man's man. This kid has got his balls, man. Steal balls yeah, of dude. steel. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she says, no, he's not a man. He's like, well, what the fuck is this whole thing about? I'm a man. And so if I'm not a real man right now, fuck it. I, rela- I renounce Judaism. I renounce my religion. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, you know, and the funny thing is, like, this is would be actually a pretty interesting, you know, rabbit hole to go down for another show or something. But yeah, obviously not Seinfeld, you know, but yeah. it is an interesting point to bring up, like, you know, how much that would affect you if you thought you were a man and then someone tells you you're not. And you're like, well, well then what did I fucking do all this for? You know, as a as an atheist, um, what is the validity of a bar mitzvah? Like, literally, you where you become a man, it's in and, 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 and realizing how much it longer it takes. No, I'm not. And honestly, I'm not, I am not saying that the government has it right. That at 18, you are yeah the right thing. I'm not saying that's the right, th- whatever, but I will say 13 is certainly not the right fucking number either. No, but I'm, I'm guessing back in the day when you only, people only lived till they're, you know, they were what 50 or 60, yeah. you know, and then I'm sure 13, 2000 years ago was much different than 13 nowadays because yes. they were fucking probably fighting in wars and everything. Yes, at 13, exactly. You know? And then, of course, like this kid still has like a very kid's room and everything, which kind of yeah. goes with the whole it kind of solidifies it and everything. Yeah. But yeah, dude, I'm like, but I'm like, hey, do it. Renounce your religion, buddy. Come on over to the atheist train with the rest of us, because religion is killing this country. Oh, hey, move past that. Move past it. Move past it. All right, we'll move past it. Let's get to Frank. We are at Frank's place. George has to compete with Lloyd on computer sales. Lloyd just keeps ringing his bell. He just keeps fucking making these sales, allegedly. Uh, George. George is getting upset. Um, you know, even he has to say serenity now at this point yeah. because he is way behind at the competition between him and Lloyd Braun. Is this when we find out when the the water pick or is it in a uh, next? Oh, season? I think so. I didn't even I didn't put it down. Yeah, it doesn't notes. matter. It's just because Estelle keeps yelling. You're not giving rid of my water pick. You Literally, know? it's the it's it's a way that they keep Estelle into the episode. And I, it's agreed. Fun. Agreed. Yeah. And, and, and you know, what's funny. I actually felt that way even as a kid the first time I saw it. I was like, yeah. oh, the water pick is just there to keep her as a part of this thing going yeah. on. Yeah. So, all right. Elaine talks to Adam again, but this time with Littman, you know, in, you know, at their living room or whatnot. Um, but she's not getting through to him. She's talking about, like, you know, hey, what she really, really likes, at, you know, in, in men. And Littman takes her ideas of, what it is, you know, what she likes in a guy is almost an invitation, and he forces himself upon her. So again, like, like sexual, father, like son. <laughs> yes, sexual assault is abound in the Lipman household. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So. All right, uh, Patty and Jerry get home, uh, and they see Kramer's porch, which is just—it's fucking ridiculous. He I, 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 I kind of love it with all the little plants. And oh, it's so cozy! It's so cozy! It's ridiculous in the mindset that it just is unbelievable. But I fucking love it. Yeah, so do I, bro. So do I. It's so Kramer. Um, also, Jerry is getting angry, and he's diving into his anger too much, which Patty ends up breaking up with him. Like, we're done. And she fucking leaves, and that's the end of her. She's completely gone in this episode. Yeah. Because she, you know, he's be- he's become an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. then, like, I think this is when, like, Elaine comes in and, and Kramer's still sitting there. And I love how Kramer's like, y'all come back real. Oh, and yeah, then yeah. he I, shuts the door right I haven't even got there, but that is a great – I mean, there's a lot of really strong door gags in yeah. Seinfeld. But that is a fantastic one where he earlier set up that, hey, we're going to have fireworks. We're going to have all this other <laughs> stuff. Yeah. And then it literally it's the opening of the door for Patty to leave, and we see him – with his goddamn sparkler, sparkler, Elaine comes in when Patty leaves, 
And then he gets that, y'all come back now. Real? Yeah, real. Instead of soon, you get the door shut. That is a top-tier Seinfeld door gag. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I love a good door slam. I liked it last season with Newman, where yes. he was like, he shouted in his I love a good door slam, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, Jerry, we see is, he's upset. He's also really sad. He's emotional. He's more emotional than we've probably ever seen him. He starts crying, and we get an amazing line. What is this salty discharge? This is horrible. I care. (laughs) Salty discharge is an absolutely amazing Seinfeld line. Yep, and I say it to this day. If I if I'm my if I find myself crying where it's not something where I'm like upset or something, but like I can you know I, I laugh, cry or something. Yeah. I'm like, what is this salty discharge? It's in my lexicon, bro. So far, three episodes of Seinfeld season nine all contain things that I still say regularly to this day. I, to to our discussion last episode, will this be the greatest season of Seinfeld? I don't know totally, but so far it's starting strong. It is starting strong. All right. Uh, Jerry talks to Kramer about his, you know, he's just, he's missing Patty right now. He's very emotional. He is, he's, he has opened up Pandora's box when it comes to his emotions. And now he's feeling more than he's ever felt on the show before. Yeah, I know. And it's, it's true. It's true. Uh, And then all of a sudden, a baseball comes onto Kramer's porch, as I put it, which is a absolutely ridiculous but amazing play on, you know, the whole mentality of, you know, somebody else's lawn, a suburban life. On any town, USA. Exactly. Um, but I, I love it. It's fucking hilarious because it, it doesn't make sense, but it's just like, it's relatable, but hilarious. It's so yeah. stupid. Yeah. Um, and I do like his little physical comedy gag where he walks face first into the screen door. I have that note as well. He, he like opens it, but sort of looks to the side. So it sort of closes quickly and he walks right into it. It, these physical gags that he does, you can tell that there has to be plan and setup, but what makes them genius, what makes him genius is that it feels natural. And I think this, this gag right here is probably a prime example of that. Mm -hmm. It feels natural and it's, fucking hilarious and also relatable because we've all walked into the fucking screen door before oh yes exactly the screen door the sliding glass door whatever it is something like that yes we know what the feeling yep so all right george who's trying really hard to sell a computer right now uh it's not working honestly we've seen a computer at jerry's apartment for years before this but yeah Yeah. but anyway he's trying to sell one he said oh you can get it for porn for (laughs) stock quotes Porn quotes. <laughs> porn quotes. I love the porn quotes line. Um, but Dude, yeah. I love the fact that this starts George be like his selling point on 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 having a computer is porn. That's his only fucking selling point. Yeah, and it's valid. <laughs> yeah, because I started thinking I only use my fucking computer to either record this or edit or look at porn. It's all yeah. I do on my computer these days. Yeah, porn is a pretty good percentile of my internet use. Yeah. Yep, hundred uh, percent. Yes, yes, ninety nine point nine. I don't. Of it. I don't want to know the statistics of how much of my time is used for looking at porn, but it's significant. It's significant, <laughs> <laughs> and it's sad that even in nineteen ninety seven. They knew that was what this was going to be. That's the, that's what the future of the computer is, porn. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> All right. Um, Jerry ends up telling George because he's so emotional, tells George that he loves him and it, it ends up making George uncomfortable. We've seen before cause he's, you know, kind of a homophobic kind of, he doesn't like these awkward yeah. emotional situations. Yeah. And so. yeah. And now, yeah, they, they kind of are kind of equate being open about your emotions to another guy with being gay. And I'm not going to lie to you. When I was watching this back in 97, I was like, you know, 18 years old this is this kind of dictated how I felt about guys expressing emotions to each other for almost the rest of my fucking life. It's only been within the last five years that I've started nope. telling like my guy friends that I love them and stuff Dude. like that and being more open about my emotions. But truthfully, this I mean, I, I wouldn't I would probably was already more claimed up about my emotions, but I used this to lean on and be like, this is why I don't open up about things. Yeah, um, I, I wholeheartedly can connect and relate to that um, where you you feel and, and as a guy, you're kind of told and you're taught you're not allowed to show these emotions. And that's a shitty, awful thing. Yeah. Um, and, and very similar to you. And it's not even an age thing because we are about 10 years, not not quite 10 years, but we're yeah. like eight years difference. But it has been within these last, and it's more of a society thing than anything else. But it's within these these last like three, four years for me, where I, I've stopped giving a fuck. You know, like guess what? I have love for my friends. I have, I, and I will straight up say, like I never even used to say, like when I was on the phone with like my sister, um, or my brother, uh, and I fucking buy podcast every goddamn I've, for the last six years. I've been podcasting every week with my fucking brother. I don't end the conversation, you know, like I do with my mom or my, my dad when he was alive, that kind of stuff with, Hey, love you. Bye. But like, I have started actively trying to say, and some of this is, and I'm, uh, I'm getting a little emotional has come within the last um, year because I lost my dad in December yeah. where I've since then I have actively tried to be like when I'm specifically when I'm talking to my sister, or my brother say, I love you. Goodbye. Yeah, and it's it's not, and, and yeah, guys guys have been taught. It's a sad thing. Guys were taught at a young age that we weren't exp allowed to express emotions and all this kind of bullshit. But it's it's not healthy, and we should be able to allow to to express it. And I'm glad that you've been able to you know find that space and everything and and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, and so, but even even so, um, also with my friends, like uh, I've got a couple other like really good friends that like recently. And within these last like year or two, I've been able to say, Hey buddy, I fucking love you. I love the time that we spend together. Yeah. Because hey Adam. Hey Adam. I fucking love you, man. I love I fucking, fucking doing this podcast you. with you. Guess what? I don't want to have gay butt sex, but, <laughs> but I have a type of love with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, dude, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done this for what? Two and a half pushing three years. Hell no. If, if I didn't fucking love doing it with you. So yeah, man, I love you. And you know what? Fuck society if we're not allowed oh, yeah. to say it. You know what I mean? So like, and but the thing is, but going back to Seinfeld, like I did use this as an example. Like I used this episode as an example of like, oh, I don't talk about my emotions. Uh, oh, what is a salty discharge? I would just quote this. You know, I would just use this as an example. And whether that's right or wrong, it doesn't matter. This wasn't at fault. It was society was at fault. Yeah. This episode just brought it to the surface. But I did use this episode as a crutch. Growing up, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But we've we've learned a little bit better now, and I honestly am appreciative of that. 
I, I am too, man. I, I, I wouldn't change. I wouldn't want to change anything about my past or anything. So, but you know what? And but still watching it now, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that it exists so we can look back on it as a different time. And mm. some good humor does come from it. Oh, God. but I'm also glad we don't live in this world anymore. Hey, everybody, Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. All right. You know what? You guys have listened to Weird Rant enough. Let's go to back to Seinfeld. All right. Kramer. And I love this stuff. You would just see more of his um, almost a get off my lawn mentality that he's having with these kids. And, um, you know, they're they're soaking in with super soakers and all this kind of shit. But like. I don't know. It's just it's just hilarious. We've already talked about it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, George continues to be creeped out by Jerry. um, And then we find out uh, about Hoochie Mama. (laughs) Hoochie Hoochie Mama. (laughs) Hoochie Mama. Now, this is an awesome line. Kramer is now not using uh, Serenity. Now he's using Hoochie Mama. (laughs) And he is being pelted by Silly String while he is saying Hoochie Mama. And this is so amazing. It's so good. It's so good because the Silly String is like taking him down to the ground. It's so good. but Or it's so caked on. I love it. I love this scene. Exactly. All right. We cut to a cab. Elaine and George are there. Elaine talks to to George about you know, the situation. She's a shiksa, apparently. That's what George lets her know. Um, I've heard the term. I feel like I heard the term shiksa before, but I can't remember. Was it Seinfeld that told me what shiksa was or was shiksa a term before this? I, I only know it from this. I, I, I assume it's a real thing just because I am going to give the benefit of the doubt to the writers. But anytime I've heard of it or whatever, I it's only this episode. This is the only thing I know it from. And Elaine has shiksa appeal yeah. uh, because she is a shiksa, uh, which is basically like a non-Jewish lady, which Jewish people find more like, enticing. Right, because they're not like their mother, essentially, you know. <laughs> I guess so. And then I love how George tries to sell her on the computers and his selling point again yes. is porn. And she considers it because, yeah. you know, porn. <laughs> it's porn, of yeah. course. Yeah. Ladies like porn, too, baby. Uh, Elaine talks to Lipman. 
and she ends up turning him down. But guess what he does? He renounces his Judaism because <laughs> he's trying to prove that it's not her being a shiksa. And so he does the same, end up being the same thing that the kid that his kid does. But we don't get any resolution, at least in not this episode, no. to Littman renouncing his his, you know. No, Judaism. we don't. And you're right. I would have liked some kind of follow up with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. No, that's that's valid. That's valid. I mean, so. does it bring it down any? I don't really know. But I'm not ready. Just, I'm not it's something ready to that just occurred yet, to me right now. You you're know? right, though. Yeah, you're dead on. You know, we get really nothing, nothing more from that. And, I, and this might be our last of Lipman. Yeah. Yeah, it could be because I'm because I keep thinking about the um, the muffin tops, but we already got that. So, right, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure if we're going to see Mr. Lemon again until the finale, maybe. Yeah, this this exactly. This is probably the end of it. So it is kind of strange. But all right. All right moving on. Uh, Kramer is um, using serenity now method. When I mentioned this just a couple minutes ago, I had mentioned super soakers. That's not right. He was going to soak them with the fucking uh, the water hose. That was the soak thing that I wrote down in my notes. And hoochie mama was the code word to turn on the water, um, which honestly, if you have a, 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 a thing where the you can squeeze, just turn, it on. turn on the fucking water. But whatever. It's funny. Um, yes, that's, and so now he's using Serenity Down method to stay calm, uh, because all these kids that are ruining his quote unquote porch area and yeah. all this kind of stuff. <laughs> um, Elaine comes in, she's upset about the whole Shiksa stuff and Jerry continues to be too fucking emotional. Yeah. Um, yeah he's, he's, he's in, coming in hot on her. Oh, with this one. very hot because he gets down on one knee and he asks her to marry him. Yeah, uh, dude, dude. When by the way, when Elaine looks at the banana as he's doing this, she goes, "Ah, banana." I say banana the same way banana. as she did banana. And then George walks in, and I love I love that. I love the fact that Jerry is like in mid, you know, proposal when George walks in. He's like, "What's uh what's wrong with your leg?" <laughs> yeah. Uh so yes, exactly. As you said George comes in. Um, and he has the idea of how to beat Lloyd. He's trying. He's, his whole idea is to sell more computers and then return them afterwards. Yeah. He's doesn't a, that just fuck his dad back? Exactly. It's an idiotic idea. So that's ridiculous. Um, and Elaine during this time doesn't answer Jerry and gets the fuck out of there. She fucking bolts. <laughs> so George uses that ridiculous scheme that will just fuck over his dad uh, to win the competition against Lloyd Braun and Lloyd ends up in this point, letting George know that serenity now just ends up bottling up the anger and it doesn't actually help anything until it's going to blow. And it's ended up. It's that's what got him into the nut house. Yeah. Cause George is like, what do you know? You're in a nut house. He's like, what do you think got me there? And then the famous serenity now insanity later. Yeah, exactly. But they didn't they set up the nut house thing after he fucked up the uh, yeah. the election. Yeah, that was um, it was post fake Lloyd Braun. It was like that early Lloyd Braun. It was after that, and that's what he went from to the, the non from the non fat yogurt. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So yeah, but anyway, oh, yeah, so, yeah, it was the non fat yogurt episode. Yeah, which yep. apparently apparently now that's what got him into the nut house or whatever. Okay. Um. So whatever. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Whatever. I'm fine with that. Yep. I mean, that doesn't bother me at all. No. Uh, we find out that Kramer's porch has been toilet papered, 
has been TP'd. Um, and Kramer is cracking with Serenity now. Uh, have you ever TP'd somebody's house? Um, no, I never did. I never did shenanigans like that in high school. Did you? Uh, I uh, no, I, I would never TP somebody's house. But I did get TP'd once. Oh, oh, oh. Well, like, was house. it a retaliation? Oh, I think you told me about this. It, what, it, no, it wasn't. It wasn't a retaliation for you. It wasn't a retaliation. I thought it was for you being on the hockey team. Yes, that was for, it for the other team. So right? I found out later the hockey goalie from the high school that I went to. He was a year older than me. He TP'd my house. I was a year younger, and I was a hockey goalie. For another high school, it's yeah. weird. I didn't. I wasn't a high school. Yeah, not even. Your, it wasn't your own high school. We talked about yeah. this on an episode. Yeah. Yes, and he ended up TPing my house, and I had to clean it up. And because he was an angry little bitch, he wasn't as good as me. I don't. Oh. Literally, he wasn't as good of a goalie as me. I don't know why. Fuck you, Will Harrelson. You go fuck yourself. Yeah, Will Harrelson. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> All right. It's almost like insanity has come later for us. Oh, that would be hilarious. Anyway, sorry, that was a big fucking diatribe. This is a long episode, and I apologize for everybody. <laughs> but all right. Uh, where were we? Um, Serenity oh, Kramer, Now. All right, Serenity Now. Because of the Serenity Now, Kramer unleashes his anger. It's the blow-up time. Yeah. I didn't mention before, George ended up hiding, putting all of these uh, cr- these computers that he fake bought into Kramer's apartment because he didn't want to be in Jerry's anymore because Jerry was creeping him out so much. And so they all went to Kramer's Kramer who is at the blow up point goes in there and just destroys all of these fucking computers. And so now George is utterly fucked. Yeah, I know. And I love when he's like, he tells Kramer or, or I'm sorry, Kramer tells George, he's like, Hey buddy, I owe you one. And someone in the crowd loved that. Yeah. They fucking exploded at that. They did. Uh, we also see Jerry is still emotional at this point. Um, he's letting emotions out while everybody else is keeping it. But I actually, I do like that. That's something that I think fits really well. The whole is it's a good contrast between serenity. Now where everything is being bottled in Jerry is letting everything out. So it kind of works well with that. And yeah, you're right. I never actually thought about it, but it's, yeah, it's both sides of the coin. It's the yeah. other side of it, you know? And I love how this conversation Jerry has with uh, George, you know? Yes, it, it all leads to, you know, hey, George, let out your emotions. It feels so good. So he does. And, and he, well, well, so Jerry says, letting my emotions out was the best thing I've ever done. Sure, I'm not funny anymore. There's more to life than making shallow, fairly obvious observations. How about you? And I love how George goes, all right, here it goes. And then we jump to the next scene, but we're going to come back to it. And it's one of the best uses of a time jump I've ever seen. Yes. We first cut to Elaine. She's talking to Rabbi Glickman. Yep. uh, Who Police Academy, uh, sorry, Bruce Mahler from Police Academy. We've seen him before. And also Friday 13th, part four. Friday, yes. And, and oh, yeah, I do yeah, love yeah. how he's like, he immediately dismisses Chick's appeal. It's it's a, Chick's appeal is a myth, kind of like the Yeti or his North American cousin, the Sasquatch. As yeah. a kid, I used to, anytime, even now, when Myra mentions, like we'll talk about the Yeti or something, I say in my head or out loud, or his North American cousin, the Sasquatch. <laughs> I love yeah. how he says it. 
and he ends up hitting on Elaine. Of course. And, and of course, and she is realizing this. She gets the fuck out of there. It's a nice little cutaway. We cut to a tight on him where he's obviously like alluding to, oh, maybe we could make something work. And also we cut back to like the slightly wider shot and she, or the, her chair is just rocking. She got the fuck out of there. She got the fuck out of there. And then perfectly we cut back to george yep. sort of finishing the whole thing so we missed everything that was important which is fine for the humor and he goes oh, yeah he goes so that's it all of my darkest fears and everything i'm capable of that's me and then we have a fucking perfect cut to jerry looking absolutely <laughs> petrified mortified <laughs> mortified he goes yikes well good luck with all that and george goes i thought i could count on you for a little compassion and jerry goes i think you scared me straight which is exactly. another fun play on sort of like, like being able mm -hmm. like opening up your by your emotions is gay so now he's straight about it the wordplay in this thing is fan-fucking-tastic but we also know that Opening up their emotions is something that this show is against. It's against. And no hugging when they and no do learning. That, exactly. When they do that, it fucks up the, the show. And it, it literally turned things on their heads. When Jerry did, now he like was totally different than his character. Now George did, and it fucking put one back. And then it ruined, you know, it, it like really flipped things on their head, but in a fantastic way. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yep. All right. Um. But because George unburdened himself, yeah, exactly. Jerry is set straight, and he's back to normal. Elaine comes in, and she decides, you know what? Fuck it. I'm ready to get married. But because Jerry's back to normal, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure I'm ready for this. No. And, and I like how she, of course, I always love it when she calls him Jerome. And then yeah. she's like, what happened to the new Jerry? And he's like, he doesn't work here anymore. Exactly. <laughs> and, and then we when see, he, he goes yeah. to leave, and George says, I love you, Jerry. And Jerry says, right back at you, Slick. <laughs> <laughs> because now George, because he has unburdened himself, he's now acting too emotional. And so it's a fun little flip on exactly what we had seen most or some of this episode. All right. And that is the end of that. We then get a tag of George. Oh, no, no, no. Come on, buddy. Oh. George to Elaine. She goes, when he goes, you know, all these years, I've always wanted to see you two get back together. And then Elaine gives, well, that's because you're an idiot. And okay. I think that was also a meta thing, sort of t telling the, the audience or telling mm. critics or whomever, you know, or, you know, probably the studio, you know what I mean? Yeah. And be like, yeah. you know what? It was almost like a... a like, what, six years later, they're like, look at you guys are fucking idiots for trying to get Elaine and George back, uh, Elaine and Jerry back together. Fair enough. I, I like that. I like that call out. So uh, then we get a tag of George with his father, Frank. Uh, Frank's been bankrupt here. George ended up bankrupting the company, the computer selling company. And um, we also find out in a wonderful twist that Lloyd was fucking like crazy the entire time his phone wasn't even hooked up he just liked ringing the bell he wasn't selling anything and and yes yeah i love it i've got i have a i have a question i want to ask you but i'm gonna just wait until till the end of this stinger but before our wrap-up discussion yeah uh and then george talks about the hoochie mama say that instead of surrendering now which he was pulling from kramer yep. Mentioning that as the go-to to open up the water uh, spout, yada, 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 um, which we get a little scene of Frank saying it because of something Estelle said. Because Estelle wants to yeah. park her car in, in the garage ah, and he's yelling, yeah. Hoochie <laughs> Mama and everything. So 
is this the best stinger we've ever seen? Because I th- because it actually has a joke that wraps up Lloyd Braun. It brings back the Hoochie Mama. Like, this is how you fucking do a stinger, dude. It's pretty fucking solid. And it's funny because probably because not only is Serenity now huge, I feel like the twist to Hoochie Mama is pretty fucking hilarious too. And it only happens in this stinger and this tag at the end. So it's like, yeah, it probably is one of the goddamn best ones we've had because it also sets up Lloyd Braun as a twist of being fucking ridiculous and dumb. Like, yeah, yeah. this is, this is a great fucking ending to the episode. Yeah. And, and I do, you know, go back to our discussion about how serenity. Now I think people like outside of Seinfeld fandom knows it, but you know, if you say it and, and a real Seinfeld fan will say hoochie mama back to you. And that's when you know that they're a real fucking Seinfeld fan. But, uh, you took the last one. I'll take this one. I'll keep it real fucking short. I fucking love this episode. (laughs) Always have always will it's one of my favorite fucking seinfeld episodes of all time and i'm so happy that it fucking lives up to that and i will always give this five salty discharges out of five this was a fantastic episode i loved seeing jerry's emotions kind of turned on their head kind of back and forth um from what we had known jerry to be before and then he got righted at the end and all this kind of crazy stuff Kramer stuff. Oh my God. I love it. This is iconic top tier Kramer, Anytown USA. The computer selling with Lloyd Braun was funny. Um, and then the twist at the end was even funnier. We get Frank and Estelle. Love them. The Schick's appeal stuff was so solid. Amazing lines like a serenity. Now Anytown USA and even more. This is a top tier Seinfeld episode in my opinion. And so I'm giving it, Five out of five apartment screen doors. This is such a good fucking episode. <laughs> yeah, dude. So so for me, the first three episodes of season nine go four, four point five, then five. So And for me it was four, four, five. Wow, dude. Wow, what a start to this season. Uh, you know, famously, you guys know how we do this uh-huh. by now. We've only we recorded them in chunks of three, so we haven't actually watched past this one. But uh, wow, dude, what a great, great start to season nine. Absolutely fucking love it. So many icon already three iconic episodes right out of the goddamn gate. Again, like we said last episode, I am weirdly scared that this could be my favorite <laughs> season of all time. Yeah, I'm a little bit worried as well. Um, I, I can't, I can't believe it. I can't believe we are <laughs> starting like, this strong. He's like, he's so Adam is so like awestruck. He's like, I just can't believe it. I can't believe this is happening. It's, it's, you know what? It's pretty wonderful, isn't it? Isn't it pretty fucking awesome? It is awesome. We have. I don't. I don't think now. I'd have to go back and look, and maybe I will before the, you know, the the, end. the yeah. season end, and we do our wrap up. I don't think we have had such a strong we have had fives start ep seasons before we've had fives start in like you know episode one or maybe episode two of other seasons but we have never had 
three, the first three episodes all be a full above four yeah. for both of us. No man, fucking way. What a far cry from the trip, man. What a far fucking cry from the trip. Yeah. This is, this is wild. This is absolutely wild, but we're, we're so happy you're on this journey with us. If you've been with us since the beginning, you know what we're talking about. You know how we feel about this. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm excited to see where the next episode goes. Uh, the blood. And, uh, because that's going to be, uh, the return of the Mandel bombs. Um, so I'm excited about that we got the junk mail coming up i i really actually enjoy uh pieces of the junk mail especially uh the parts that have dana gould in it and everything so i'm excited to see where this goes man uh it's it's gonna be wild but uh we know this is a long episode a long uh tirade episode so we'll just say uh thank you all so much for enjoying the show check out every single episode on the bfop network uh check out blast from our past check out throwback trivia takedown check out talking back action action people don't forget podcasting after dark and of course return revenge resurrection and i guess by the time you're listening to this check out john's new uh comic book podcast called comic books underground i believe that's the name yep. um so go check that out check out every single show on the bfop network um and of course check us out on patreon because like we said next episode the blood with the mandel bombs will be a patreon exclusive episode so you're going to want to check that one out and uh yeah thank you all so so much and uh free way to help out the show is leave a five-star review on apple Podcasts. so thank you all for all the reviews you've left and uh or five-star reviews on spotify so thank you all yeah. so so much thank you guys we really appreciate you um you're the best yeah. you're amazing love you all we love you yeah and we can say it we can say i love you, love you. I love you. <laughs> I love you too, buddy. <laughs> well, I, was, I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about, I was talking about the fans. What is this? Talking to the fans. <laughs> there you go. All right, guys. We'll catch you next week with the blood. Hey, everybody. I'm Tim. And I'm Dean. And we're the hosts of Talking Back. We're a retro-based podcast covering movies, comics, video games, and more. Check us out every Monday where we hit the rewind button and dig into some of our favorite content from the past. We like to keep things fun, lighthearted, and informative. Do you feel like you need more nostalgia in your life? Then check out Talking Back. We're available everywhere podcasts are found. I'm John, and I'm the host of Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. hey And Dustin. Hello. And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies. And argue about where they belong on our list. And decide you hate us because we've made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday, and you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal is a joke. <laughs>